Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome, welcome, welcome to season three of 12th Street Talk Back. All my day ones, you know what we're about to do. Anybody new, we're going to give God some praise this morning. Father God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for putting a hedge of protection around and about us. We thank you for carrying us throughout our day. We thank you for just loving us for who we are and accepting all our mistakes and allowing us to forgive someone else as as you forgive us. Father God, we just thank you for your daily bread, Father God. And we also thank you for bringing us into each other's lives, oh Lord. And we just want to thank you for the small things as well as the big things, such as friendship and parents and just a genre of things that you do for us, Father God, in our lives. Thank you for keeping us up under your wing and we are abiding there, Father God, so that we are protected by you always. Amen, everybody. Amen. So listen, guys, I got into um, season three because (laughs) I looked up and I realized that I was 18 episodes in in season two. And I was like, oh, my goodness, between morning aspirations and the regular 30 minute episodes we uh we were 18 episodes in so i thought it was time to back up from season two bring a fresh uh, perspective into season three more guests different topics new things and all that good stuff thank you thank you thank you guys for pushing us over 1k streams this weekend i got up saturday morning and we had we were well over 1k streams and for me i don't know i'm i'm so you i'm so new to this uh podcasting world but i think that's pretty good um being that i didn't start this thing in october and people are slowly following i'm getting the streams but the following is still low so i thank my loyal listeners the ones that have been following since october and just every week you guys are on it and you're sharing it on your platforms and you're sharing it with your co-workers and family members so i thank you thank you thank you god has been truly good to me in that aspect you guys keep on pushing keep on letting your friends and your family know about the amazing topics that we talk about everyday life what's going on in our community and trying to get out in our community and be a positive impact wherever we go because we do represent our community especially our black community and we want to make sure that we're sending out love and we're sending out positivity with that being said don't forget guys when you do share tell them don't forget to hit those two dots right there by the description of an episode and make sure they're following i think a lot of people are streaming thinking that they're following and they hadn't hit that follow button yet as well as on Spotify there is a place for you to be able to rate the show so follow share and rate and hopefully we'll just 
uh, take off in 2023, but I am grateful for one listener, let alone uh, the audience that I have now. And speaking of audience, I want to give a shout out to Fancy01 for being a constant listener and a constant person that leaves us comments and her perspectives after the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have told you in person, but I want to give you a shout out on here and just let everybody know that your comments, it you can leave comments on the show if you want them pinned to the show like I normally do. Fancy O1's comments, then um, just let me know if you don't want them pinned. You can let me know that way as well, as well as in the description, at the end of the description on any of the shows, there's a place that you can tap on and you can leave me a personal voicemail, your opinion about what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show, or any topics that you want me to discuss. So head on over to Spotify, tell your girlfriends, tell your guy friends that's into podcasts shows while you're sitting behind your desk at work or possibly riding to work or from home take your girl on over there with you so shout out to fancy your one and all my day ones guys guys i love you and thank you for listening as well as um i want to go ahead and get everything out the way excuse me um Good pods. You guys have been seeing me uh, post on my social media platforms um, for 12th Street Talk Back. Good pods. And you've been seeing me circle a listing. Well, good pods, for those of you that don't know, it's a place where podcasters can get together as well as people that listen to podcasts. And you can go over to Good Pod, and it's nothing but podcast about so many different genres of music and talk and 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 I think they got a couple ones on there for plants and just a lot of stuff that you can listen to that may pique your interest and so what they do is they uh once we rate each other's show um all of us listen to our favorite uh podcasters we rate the show and I don't know exactly how they do it, but they have a top 100s and you can possibly be end up on their top 100s chart. And we have been blessed to be on the top 100s chart for four weeks in a row. Amen. <laughs> yay, 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 yay. Uh, we are overall out of the top 100s. We land between 24 and 30 and in categories we are in relationships and we're number three in relationships. We were number two, but we, we fell down to number three, but I'll take that. And as well as society and culture, we've been consistently right there at that number eight spot. And I thank you, thank you, thank you, Good Pods, for creating an amazing platform for us podcasters to be able to get together, share our thoughts, share our creativity, as well as you guys can head on over, open your account for free, and you can start listening on Good Pods instead of listening on Spotify and having to click out of your music to find a podcast. Over there, it's all podcasts. You just hit a category and go for yours. So Thank you, Good Pods, for this amazing platform. I want to do another shout-out, and this will be my last one, and we'll get into uh, the topic of the day. I want to shout-out my niece, Ariana Pinnell, and that's A-R-I-N. 
A-N-N-A-P-A-N-N-E-L-L. You You guys can find her over on Instagram or you can find her on Etsy. And what she does is she does these amazing digital um, digital journals, digital uh, boards, vision boards over there. Everything is computerized. You can download it right onto your computer as well as you can print it off, print offs over there. And she's been helping me get my life organized. I downloaded mine and I just love it, love it, love it. And I'm getting ready to start to uh, print some stuff off because I am a planner girl as well as shouts out to Happy Planners. And that's a planning group that I'm a part that my NYC sis put together some years ago and she invited me last year and sent me all kinds of amazing um um stuff to put in there inserts and covers and all that good stuff black girl magic going on so you guys shouts out to you guys for doing your thing as well as listen to the show i love 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 all the feedback that i'm getting from all different parts of the world all different parts uh, from my friends and my family members and even people that I don't know has been sending me love. So shouts out to everyone that has made this little engine that could happen. Shouts out to my husband for finally jumping on board and listening to the podcast. He listened to a couple episodes, y'all, when I first started it, but it wasn't quite his thing. So <laughs> here lately, he's been getting into a little bit more and, and rating the show and leaving co- comments. So shouts out to you, honey bun, for being a, a proud papa of your mama over here because uh, we're going to keep this train going as long as we can until the public tells us to stop amen guys amen so listen guys I want to come to you today and I want to talk to you about your child and do you know your child's love language and for any of you guys you know that that was my very first episode that's how I got started on this journey I uh, did a show called a call to duty and I recorded it and I was only going to use Anchor.fm as a uh, personal journal. I was kind of between the fact if I wanted to do podcasting or if I kind of wanted to keep it to myself. And I ended up sharing it with uh, my sister and asking her what she thought about what I was saying. And she loved it. And before I knew it, she sent it to her daughter. So shots out to Latrice. Um, and uh, her daughter did a whole uh, digital video slash commercial for me and it ended up on Instagram and Facebook and the next morning I woke up I was officially in the game with followers and people leaving comments positive comments I still have people listening to the episode today it's one of the highest ranking episodes that I have on my platform since I started um, this show so shouts out to you guys but that podcast for uh, my new listeners was just uh, me expressing my feelings about how we could get our younger generation and our older generation on the same page and try to help some of the young people out here 
in this thing that we call life, navigate through life a little bit more respectfully, a little bit more cautiously, and just add some value to their lives and and stop with all the shooting and the gang banging and the just nonsense of uh, uh, disgracing themselves on social media platforms, picking up their phone, just filming anything, whether it's group fights or filming their self at home, our young ladies, you know, walking around half naked on 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 live streams and just not having any self-worth about themselves and and you know it, it it went viral it went it went there and but that was just my love language to my children so the today's topic is going to piggyback off of that a little bit and the topic is called do you know your child's love language And I picked this because it has been heavily on my mind and I've been going back and forth with it probably about the last two weeks. But the actual subject that it's going to end up going into, I've been going back and forth with, with this one for about a year now. And for most of you guys know that I'm working on trying to get out into the community and, um, and do some things in our elderly community when the when the um, weather breaks and I want to try to get a little bit more involved in our younger generation and seeing what's on their minds and their hearts and their needs and what with that being said I wanted to talk to my parents and this this conversation may not be for everybody because everything is certainly not for everybody but I wanted to know if you knew your child's love language And what I mean by that is, do you know or are you incorporating our Lord Jesus Christ into their life? And the reason why I ask is because I was having a conversation with a couple younger folks and um, I've heard a couple stories and I thought it made a great topic. Uh, we have been talking at my particular church about agape love, a filial love, historic love, eros love, and we were talking about how to um, how to talk to our our children and have them incorporate uh, prayer into their life, ha- uh, how to have a relationship with our heavenly Father, and not just when they're in trouble not just when they're standing in front of the judge and uh, about to be sentenced to 20 years to life and they're only 20 years old or perhaps uh, calling on the power of prayer if somebody decides in the school to bring a gun in and start shooting people like it has been in the past do they know that um they can call on God. And we got to talking about it. Um, and I was listening to one of the pastors at the church. He's a youth pastor or was a youth path pastor. And um, he was talking about, you know, how our children, our young adults nowadays, anybody over the age 18, it's hard to get them in church and let alone anybody under 18 it's hard to keep their attention 
It's hard to keep their attention on general conversations, let alone having a conversation with them about Christ. And he said he started to think about it, and it just touched a nerve because I've been thinking this same way for like a couple years now. But uh, he started to think about it, and he was having a conversation with his daughter and and some other young people. And the story went, to make a long story short, you know, most of them feel like us older people the way that we were raised and we were raised if you if you're a church girl like I am and come from a background like that we were raised in church on Sunday all day and and on Sundays and every Wednesday on Bible study and your parents was trying to put you on the choir and all that good stuff I mean and it we were made to do that stuff and now we live in a generation where we as the parents now, some of us have never talked to our children about God, taught them how to pray, taught them that they can just talk to God just like they're like I'm talking to you guys now and and even picking up the Bible and reading a verse or two or perhaps attending a church service and we're so far disconnected with any of our love languages between us and our kids. And this is something I definitely can speak on because I have three of my own. And our love language is not the best at all times. I know that we personally have had our ups and we've had our downs um, and having conversations at different age groups. And, you know, I found myself in a place when they turned 18 and into their 20s, still trying to tell them what to do in their life. Even when they came over to ask me for advice, I was so busy trying to fix the problem for them when all they wanted was advice. And it turned out to be a mess. Or either I was one of those ones that said, well, just pray about it. Well, if I'm telling my child just to pray about it, did I teach them how to pray did I incorporate prayer into their life Did I explain to them the power of God and the power of prayer and I had to take a really deep long look at that um, when I was listening to this particular ceremony us at, at, at church and I said you know God I've been trying to start a platform for my younger generation and my older generation. And the gap would be people in my age group. We still got a lot of life left so we can get out into the community as well as take care of our young people. We can also take care of some of our older people that are stuck in some of these nursing homes and their family is all much but forgot about them unless it's time to bury them. Because you do have people out there like that. So it just fell on my spirit, you know, that old saying is you got to sweep around your own front door before you sweep around mine. So I said to myself, he's saying exactly what I have been trying to say in my show. And maybe I've been going about it the wrong way. Maybe I should start talking to the younger community and seeing what's on their mind. 
Long story short, I did have a couple of conversations and the conversation went like this. It's not that we don't know God. We Some of us know that there's a God upstairs. Some of us be- believe that in the power of prayer. Some of us do go to church when we feel like it and, and, and get up and go. And some of us don't go because it wasn't raised in our household. And then you had some that were very flippant in their attitude. And they were rolling their eyes up in the head or whatnot. So, you know, it started to bother me, but I went on and, and, and kept the conversations going. And one of the things that I got from it the most, the most is we're not telling them or even leading by example. We're telling them to take it to God. But have we sat down and really talked to them about some of the things that's going on in the Bible? And I know it's hard to get them to sit down and listen to anything. But have we tried any new methods versus the old methods? Have we tried to get into their world a little bit? Whether they're sitting down playing video games or you're teaching them how to drive so they can get their driver's license or perhaps even if they are over 18 and they moved out and got their own place. Um, Mom, dad, did you go over and bring some um, welcoming gifts, some 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 new home? What do you call them? Welcome home gifts or party favors? I don't know. I've never had one of those things. But, you know, have you went over and said, you know, son, daughter, uh, let's pray over your new place and show them something different. Um, and, 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 and one of the conversations was just that you guys and the older generation don't practice what you preach. You tell us to love everybody. You tell us not to gossip about anybody. You tell us not to fight with anybody, but y'all over there are doing the most. Y'all not liking each other. Brothers, sisters don't like each other. Sister, sisters don't like each other. Aunts and uncles don't like the nieces and nephews. Y'all cussing each other out. Y'all gossiping on the phone about each other. And y'all brothers and sisters, uncles and aunties. So who are you guys to tell us to pray about it and to tell us to go to church when we see you guys up in church hooping and hollering and praising the Lord, but we know what we deal with and what we see as your children when we come home and we're not at church. And they have a valid point with that. They have a valid point, but I think the problem is we have adopted the nature, some of us, of that old school Christianity or that old school way. Let's scratch Christianity. Let's just say old school way where our grandparents went to church and dragged our parents along with them. And so our parents felt like that's what you do on Sunday. You drag us to church. But what is the real meaning of 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 church and the real meaning of going to church is the love of God which is the agape love of God. And God loved mankind unconditionally. And that's why he's able to tell us that we can forgive each other. He forgives us for anything that we do or say, that once we ask for forgiveness, it's thrown into the sea of forgiveness or forgetfulness. 
and we're the only one that brings it back up we're the only one that feels bad about it or allow people to tear us down with it and we as people uh we love with a filial love and that is we we it's the love of friends or our equal counterparts and then some of us love with arrows love which is the exotic passionate love is an addictive type of love that can bring joy or sorrow a filial love is a little bit different you can you can walk away as a little bit more positive a little less emotional but then we got that historic love which is the love of parents for our children and I think the thing out of the four of them that we as humans do because I've done it to my children. That stoic love. Love my children unconditionally. To the point where I'm pretty much trying to control their life. And have them do as I've made up in my mind. The way that their life should go. Instead of the way that they're telling us. And sometimes. And I've been an advocate for it. You guys know that I get on here and I preach season one and season two about um, our younger generation and sometimes how they can be disrespectful, how they are disrespectful. They don't have respect or person, place, or things. And some of them don't. And I'm not going to say all, but some of them don't. And how I feel like social media is their God. Which brings me to a whole nother realm of things because social media is their God. You got people on social media now that's trying to be prophetess, evangelists, ministers, bishops, and they're telling our children all this stuff. And because they look like them, they're in the same age group and <clears throat> they they think what they're talking about is right. And I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not beating anybody down about what they read because I encourage anybody to read for themselves that's the best teacher that you can get and I had to find that out the hard way the best teacher you can get is getting into the word for yourself I don't care if you're an older person or a younger person the best way to learn is to read it for yourself so that you can ask God to open up your spiritual ears and your spiritual uh, heart so that his daily bread can be etched across the tables of your chest. But back to us parents and loving our children, it's all good to love our children, but did we teach them about God and did we teach them about the power, power of prayer to give them something to think about? Because if you're in my age group, and I, like I said, I'm 51, and if you're in my age group or right around in the 40s and the 50s, you know how to pray. You've been introduced to somebody that ha knows how to pray. I don't care if your mother and father ran a liquor house or was a drug dealer. Somebody in your family go to church. They know how to pray. They taught you how to pray. You definitely know how to pray in the times of trouble. You know how to go to that Bible, even if you don't know how to flip through the scriptures like some Christians do and hurry up and get there in 30 seconds or less, you know at least Psalms 23 or John 3.16. But I think we dropped the ball when it came to our children because we live 
with a whole different generation now where our children are telling us what they is and ain't going to do. We live in a generation where they can pick up the phone and call the police on you and divorce the parents and all this good stuff. And we live in a generation where everything is changing. And the bottom line is they're our future and they are future entrepreneurs and they're not going to work too long for some of these companies like we did. They're not going to go work eight hours and then be hungry for that overtime and the first one to sign up for it just like we did to try to to try to better our life better than what our parents raised us. They're going out here in this new world and more of them than none are entrepreneurs and they have extra time on their hands to take fabulous vacations and buy nice clothes and nice cars that we can only dream of doing. We had to be on our job a good 20, 30 years before we got afforded some of those opportunities. But our younger generation is doing it. But a lot of them are doing it without even acknowledging that God did a lot for them to be where they're at. That if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't wake up and have breath in their body or be able to go and do some of the fabulous and wonderful things that they're doing. And not taken away from that, but as the Gen X era, and that's what we are, Gen X and Millennial, we are not incorporating the power of God and the power of prayer or even talking about God in our households to our children the way that we were raised and then the ones of us that are some of us when we do talk about them our actions don't match what's coming out of our mouths and I thought it was something to give you guys to think about and I'm not trying to convert anybody to a Christian let me just put that out there first and foremost and second of all I do not know everything I told you guys in my last episode I'm just now getting back uh, my life my relationship with Christ I'm a baby Christian I'm what we call a baby Christian and uh, although I know the Lord and stayed in church my entire childhood I'm just now getting back to whereas I want a better relationship with Christ. So I I definitely can't sit up here on any platform and judge anybody because I still got a whole lot of sweeping to do in my life. But it got me to pondering, are we raising our kids in a generation where we're raising them to be entrepreneurs and run after the almighty dollar? Or are we raising them to put God first and everything else will follow, like being an entrepreneur and being able to get paid well? And I think for a lot of us, if we look around, we could say, no, we're not. And some of us is just innocent from being a workaholic and wanting to provide the best life that you could for your child. I get it. I've been there. But for me, while I was working, working, working and sleeping, 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 I'm happy to say that I had a mother that while I was doing all that working and barely going to church, she was instilling in my kids who God was, how to pray over their food and how to pray. 
And I, I dropped the ball on continuing that when she passed away. But I thank God that she started with them at a young age because I certainly wasn't doing it between work and trying to get overtime and put my kids in the biggest house and do this and do that. It was all about the almighty dollar, so I get it. So the same thing I'm asking you guys as parents, are you doing? I can speak on it because if I can help someone stop and take a minute, take a pause to say, you know what, I haven't been talking to my child or incorporating God in my household. Or you know what, I do need to slow down. Every Sunday I don't have to work. Or I do, or I could sit down and play that video game with my son and my daughter while they're sitting on the couch and just have a general conversation. Because me and my husband, we love to play video games. We love video games, and it's funny, that's how I came up with the first, the name to my first episode, A Call of Duty. We we play Call to Duty. We love that game. It's a shooting game, and I know some of you are going to be like, what? Yeah, we, we love that game. That's what we do to relax. Sometimes we play together, and we're on the same team, and sometimes we play by ourselves. But as well as do that, we get up. And especially on Saturday mornings, we read the Bible together while he's cooking breakfast. I might be reading him a couple chapters. And when he sit down and we finish eating, he'll read me a couple chapters. And uh, my husband's a little bit more advanced in this than I am. He actually preached a couple sermons. So sometimes when I don't understand something and I don't have my NIV in front of me, he'll go ahead and break it down. So as where as well as playing a call to duty, which is a shooting game, uh, we we do we do incorporate God into our daily lives on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. We pray together and. It's just a wonderful thing, and it's not something I think our younger generation and even some of pe- some people my age, they've got it mixed up when it comes to having a relationship with God. Just because you go to church and you decide that you want to get saved, the walk is far from easy. But all it means is your flesh did not get saved. And my aunt had to explain this to me a while back. She said, Victoria, your, your flesh did not get saved. Your spirit got saved. That means you welcomed God into your spirit. Now you have to be consciously aware what you do or say. And that takes time. You're not going to go through life every day and somebody's not going to piss you off and you're going to want to convert back to the person that you used to be. But what it means is that God forgives you if you you be quick to repent god forgive me for what i said or what i thought or what i done and then go if you can and back but beg that person pardon and then just start all all over again the bible says a man falls down seven times but gets back up so you can fall down that many times in a day and get back up and he did say you know that when his disciples asked him, how many times do should I forgive someone in a day? And he said, 70 times 70. And I don't know that I can offend somebody that many times in a day. But I'm glad to know that I have the opportunity 
to ask for their forgiveness and help and ask for my heavenly father's forgiveness and those are the type of things that we need to be incorporating into especially our young adults if they're under 18 little stuff like there the power of praying over their food and not making you know the conversation about God a joke I talked to so many teenagers that was sniggling and giggling and as as if it was a thing to joke about because they didn't know any better because most of them came from broken homes and didn't know any better and it was just a laughable moment a laughable moment until it got serious enough to where I began to say did you know that you can be forgiven 70 times? So when you walk away or you, and somebody walks up to you in school and y'all cussing each other out, you can walk away and ask your Heavenly Father to forgive you and try to figure out a better way to do it. And that I think that's what's wrong with some of the lost sheep. And I'm always talking about the younger people because they are our future. These young, this young generation, this is our future. If you're anything like me and in your early 50s or headed to your early 50s or in your late 60s, you're going to want somebody in your corner when it's time for you to be taken care of that knows how to pray or at least know about God and his love for us instead of I'm all about making that almighty dollar. And what and who is God? So I thought it was a, a conversation that needed to be had so that you can look around and, and ask yourself, are you incorporating little things? Are you leaving small crumbs for your children to pick up on? And perhaps this may help someone else too. Are you leaving small crumbs? We're, we're living in society today where gun violence is becoming the norm. I talked to so many people when Tyree Nichols got killed. And in our black community alone, everybody's attitude was so flippant. It was more like, well, it's, that's, that's a part of the everyday norm. And that just that just dis, that disturbed me. And I know we're not supposed to be going back crazy bananas because it's another killing. But why shouldn't we be going back crazy bananas? Why shouldn't we wanting to be wanting to arm our our babies with the knowledge of God and prayer versus the people out in the street arming them? with a gun or perhaps they're taking the gun out of out of your own home and taking it out and using it on somebody because they stepped on their shoes or they said a bad word to them now you got two young people's future that's taken away because one is going to end up in jail and the other one is dead or what about our young women out here that think because they get their body tatted all up with a bunch of tattoos that's considered clothing and everything else they don't leave anything to the imagination and they running around from man to man being broken hearted and wondering why the good man with the good job 
don't want them because you gave him everything to see on social media. You buried it all on social media trying to be like some of these girls that's on, on, on these reality shows. You're leaving nothing to desire. And if they're older girls and have younger sisters, the sisters are copying right off of them. Or what about the situations where you have the teenagers being the parents in the home because the parents are somewhere drunk, high, or depressed and just don't want to be bothered? And we have a generation of children out there that's running around that's in these exact scenarios and they don't have anybody to show them any better. But this conversation was on my mind and it was heavily on my heart. And I've always wanted to be able to incorporate our Heavenly Father in any and all of my segments. That's why I always start off with a prayer. And I said to myself when I started doing that, the ones that was going to stick around and listen to the show after the prayer, maybe they will become followers. And the ones that didn't, they stopped it and went on to another podcast as soon as they heard me praying. But that's okay. Because if I reached one and it could help one, like my morning aspirations, then I'm being obedient to my Heavenly Father. And I've had so many people tell me how much my morning inspirations and aspirations inspired them. And that's just little droplets. I've had a conversation with a, a, a old uh, coworker of mine just this weekend on Friday. She reached out to me on one of my social media platforms and left me her number. And she told me a story. She said, "You know, I was going down my news feed and I kept seeing 12th Street talk back." And she said, and it kept having your name attached to it. And there's so many people with your last name. I was like, that couldn't possibly be my friend. And she said, me and my husband were sitting at the doctor's office and we had just lost uh, my cousin. And she said, we were sitting at the doctor's office and we decided to click on it while we was waiting to be called back. And sure enough, your voice came up. And she said, when your voice came up, you were praying. And she said, I happened to be going through something at that time, and I had been trying to hold it in. And she said, I broke right down right there in the doctor's office. And she said, my husband looked at me and said, you need to get that out. And she said, well, no, no, that's my friend. I'm just so happy for her. I'm so excited for her. And she said, her husband looked back at her again and said, you needed to get that out. And she said, I finally had to agree. She said, although I was happy for you, I needed that prayer. And I've had a lot of people come along to tell me that. People that don't go to church. I've had a lot of that. So I'm I'm thankful for, for that. As well as I hope that I'm able to get through to someone today. To look around your home. And, and not be too busy to have those conversations about prayer and about incorporating God, especially into our teenagers' lives. And if they're babies, we got a good start right there. We got a good running start right there. But if they're teenagers, we're just going to have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. 
and I know they don't want to they don't want to get it they don't want to get it I have three of my own all over the age 23 and sometimes we still play tug of war but I've had I had to realize that when they come to me and they have a conversation with me it's my job to listen and give them advice instead of try to run their life and tell them how I would do it and and stop telling them just to pray about it but it go into explaining what praying about it means it means once I give it over to God and I prayed about it and get all that junk off my heart then I leave it alone and I have faith that he's gonna bring it to pass and if he don't bring it to pass he's gonna move me into another situation that's gonna even be better for me but first I gotta have faith and I'm gonna I'm have to be able to stand on that and then I'm gonna have to have a little patience to go along with that faith and the same young lady said to me I had the conversation with my daughter with my little itty bitty grandson and out of the blue, we were driving down the street, and he said to me, Grandma, who is God? She said, so I started to explain to him who God was, that you couldn't see him, but you know he was there. And she said her daughter looked at her, and she said, he's been asking me the same question, and I just didn't know how to explain it. And she said, Ma, you explained that so beautifully. And I know I get it. And I'm not preaching to anybody. I'm just saying sometimes when we look at our lives, and I'm, I've been doing that a lot here lately, instead of saying, man, if I could do that all over again, you may not be able to do it all over again. But you got taught a life, a life lesson that maybe you can pass it on to somebody else that's really trying to make a difference in their life. And maybe just because you don't get to be 20 or 21 years old again, maybe your conversation and your story will help somebody else. Maybe it'll give them hope. Maybe they'll start believing. But that's what fell in my heart for nothing else have that conversation with your children while you're talking about talking to your children about how not to react when they get stopped by the police or how to make sure when they pull over they pull over in a well lit area and hopefully with other people around or when you're telling your baby girls that that's too short to wear out out the house and why because human trafficking is very strong or they might get raped and over uh, uh, overbarreled by a, a, a dominant stronger male or men when you're having those serious conversations about why not to do drugs or why not to entertain the local drug dealer and listen to him convince you how you can make some money have that conversation about prayer I don't even care if you tell them just to pray over their meal or you start doing it in front of them because it does make a difference I have children that's older and one of my children came in and where I dropped the ball at 
I thank God that my my mother incorporated in them the power of prayer, but I didn't continue it. But and I was beating myself up. But my 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 daughter came in one day and she said, "Mom, I'm listening to your morning aspirations. They're really good." And all I could do is my heart beat and leaped for joy because I knew that I had messed up. I knew that I stopped doing what my mother instilled in me to do. And that was another thing. When I dropped the ball on her because my mother wanted to go to church every Sunday, while I was busy being too busy and working too much to take her to church, she was busy not dropping the ball on me and teaching my children how to pray. I would never forget the first time I realized that my children knew how to pray. My oldest daughter had to be every bit of six or seven years old, and we were having a Thanksgiving dinner, and the whole family was over. I mean, the whole family. We had the whole thing working. And my mother said, let Desiree pray. Oops. <laughs> anyway, and she prayed. And she prayed a prayer that brought all of us grown folks to our knees. And wasn't silly. It was a serious prayer. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't even know my daughter knew how to pray like that. But I do know once my mother transitioned that I, for, I, I stopped doing any at all. While my mother was around, she could get me to go to a couple services and take her and, and the kids and whatnot. But when she fell out of the scene, I stopped doing what was instilled in me since a little girl and constantly keeping God on the hearts and the minds of my daughters and my son. And I regret that today. But I thank God I serve a God that can turn that around. And that's why I can talk about it and bring it to you guys before it's too late, before you're playing, before you're playing tug of war. Trying to talk to your children about God and the power of prayer and not doing it in the old school way. Forcing it down their throat to whereas they can't relate, they don't want to relate, or they storm off. Find something that they're interested in and you start being a part of it because they are our future. And we're going to, even though, even though not a letter or word, we're changing in, in God's word. We have to be creative and generating new ways to talk to them about there is a God upstairs or putting something on their mind. I'm always telling you guys, I told you guys this back in season one or season two. All it takes is a pause. And unbeknownst to us, even when we think our children are not listening and picking up every word that we put down, they listening. They just don't want you to listen. They don't want you to know that they're listening and I think all of us can attest to that in some way we all have our stories where man I should listen to my pops man I should listen to my mama she said this was gonna happen we all have those stories but we're living in a generation now that our children 
are the future. And if we don't start teaching them a little bit more about God and the power of prayer, we are definitely going to be the old news. But guess what? We're going to be the old news walking into a new generation with a generation of people that don't know God or are not trying to take the time to know who he is and what he's about. And if I can stress anything, I don't know how to do it or else I will be on here telling you how to do it. But invent a different way and a different approach that old school beat church into them, drag them, kicking and screaming. It's not working anymore. All it's doing is bringing a wedge between you and your children. And then they get to the point where they do get to be 18 and move out. And then you don't have a relationship with them because you're trying to push on them. That's something they don't want to to receive at that time. But if you start dropping small crumbs... That'll give them something to work with. So when someone else comes along, they'll be able to acknowledge it. And I'll tell you, it was explained just like that to me. But in a different way, it was explained. Your job as a Christian is if they give you the opportunity to talk to them about your heavenly father, you planted the seed. You've done your job, especially if they didn't know anything about him. Then if somebody else might come along and water that seed. And it's just like an ongoing thing. You keep planting a seed and one time one time you might become the waterer. You might have somebody that already have a seed that they've been pondering on. And then you get to water it. I've, I certainly have enough young adults in my life that come to me and ask me different things in reference to the Bible. And I still go to my older uh, people in my life and I still have certain questions and if I if I can't get the answer I'm looking for I'll go straight to my NIV or I go to my KGV I mean KJV and 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 I keep it moving I keep it moving and and I'll ask God to give me insight not foresight but insight so that I'll be able to hear a word from him But this was a conversation that I had been pondering about, guys. Just to lay something on your your heart, not too heavy. Hope it wasn't too heavy. And by all means, I didn't want to offend anybody. And when I was having this conversation and going back and forth in my head, it just fell on me. God never denies you. He would never deny you. And you have a people that'll listen to you some will listen and some won't they did Jesus the same way (laughs) but put something on the hearts and the minds of the people that's listening to you instead of you rambling on about something that they can't take away from your show that has value so with that being said guys I hope that you enjoyed this first episode of season three of 12th street talk back there is more to come we're going to have a few special guests this season we're going to get out in the community and interview some people in the community and give back to our community 
So if you guys want to be a part of that, we have that stuff that's going to be up on our website in a few weeks. Head on over to Pod Page or Linktree and um, Pod Page. You can look up 12th Street Talkback.com and you can register there. Or you can head on over to Spotify, iHeartMusic, Apple, Amazon, Castro, and check out some of our previous episodes in season one and season two, especially if you're new, or head on over to our new home at Good Pods and check out a couple episodes over there, as well as some other amazing podcasters over there. But if you can't do anything else today, definitely give somebody a kind word. A hot meal goes a long way and have that conversation. Figure out a creative way to build the to bridge the gap between you and your teenagers before it's too late. You definitely don't want this to be a conversation that they have with the local drug dealer, pimp, or gang member. Because trust me, they're out there talking to our babies, whether they be nine years old or 18 years old. So you be the first one to open up that door and have the conversation with them, as well as many other serious topics that need to be discussed with our future entrepreneurs and leaders so that they can stay on the straight path and not fall short to the people that wants to see them fail. With that being said, you guys have a blessed, blessed day and enjoy everything that God has for you on this day. Peace and blessings.